Only posers don't listen. Hey everybody. Hi, it's me, Matt. I'm the host of Only Posers Don't Listen to Podcast. That I love that we still do it ghetto like that. Like, <laughs> so that we could yell over. I don't care. It's still funny. Uh, what is it? This uh, I'm here today with uh, Kyle, my co-host. Yep. Uh, was it Joey? Another uh, from Advice, and also on our show. Uh, and we our special guest Sarah, Hello. who was our research assistant with the with this episode. She helped me with a lot of the research that I did for this episode. Uh, this episode is the Casino Skate Park episode that we're finally doing the full or the most history I can do of. The casino skate park. Uh, until now, what we know. What 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 I know currently uh, about the casino skate park. That's with all episodes of that history. And it's taken a while just to get to this point. That is, we're gonna we're gonna but, address but, this. But no, it's with good reason. We want to do it right. Yeah. Not only that. First thing I'd like to address. I am not a historian. <laughs> to to any anyone's argument, I am not, and I've never done any kind of research. Other than a research paper in freshman year <laughs> that you had to do to qualify to pass freshman year, because apparently they make you do that in college, and I didn't go to real college, so <laughs> I don't, I don't know. Uh, what is it? All of what I'm going to be telling you today is pretty much third-hand stories, uh, hearsay, and basically rumors. Uh, I don't have pretty. The only actual facts I have are the facts about the actual building itself and the history of the building, especially up to the skate park and a little after, uh, because there were two, technically. Oh, actually, kind of three, in a weird way. In a weird way. Yeah, yeah. in a weird way, three. Different skating. Yeah, but... uh, well, no, there were, like four if you want to count all, <laughs> all of the different kinds. Of it's really, and that's the other thing I've really learned. It's is, an interesting building. There's a lot of fucking history when it comes to this area. There was like five movie theaters. One of them was on the boardwalk. The The building was burned. Like this whole town is burned down like three times and been rebuilt. It, it's insane. So I can't wait to look into more subjects about the town. But uh, this is the, the, the subject we're covering tonight is the casino, the carousel, and the surrounding buildings and mostly focusing on the skate park. And we're going to be talking a little bit about the Asbury Pool a.k.a. Uh, the Deal Lake Pool. Um, that I know a little less about. The skating aspects of this are the parts that I really lacked on. Because yeah, uh, I'm not a skater. Uh, <laughs> I can uh, try and fill in. Yeah, Joey, the, the, our uh, resident skater, will try to, <laughs> try to help us with that. But before we get started, uh, I want to uh, cite some of our sources. I know that one of one, one of the websites I, I got a lot of this stuff from because there wasn't even there was some stuff on Wikipedia that yeah, Sarah sent some. me, but not on the casino. Not like, really. Yeah, there was on the boardwalk or the convention hall or Wonder mm. Bar or like other buildings, but the casino itself does not have a, a a Wikipedia page. So I got a lot of my stuff from Vintage Asbury Park. Um, what you can was reach the that at www.side hyphen o the letter o hyphen lamb l a m b dot com. Okay, yeah, thank you. And the other website we went to, I forget the name of it. It was crazy. What was it called? Tunnel of Laughs with two f's. So yeah. you got lvision e l v i s i o n dot com forward slash tunnel of l a f f s 
slash main.html. This is the website you need to go look at. Vintage on a uh, vintage uh, Asbury Park is cool, but the other one is like a crappy fan. 90s website that someone set up and it's fucking sick and 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 it's got all these cool it's got a bunch of other like the fun house it talks about the carousel the casino the steam plant a few other landmarks the con- convention hall that is operated by iRide shout yeah. out iRide yeah they're they're like a dark ride like fun like they they Apparently, it's like a fan or like a roller coaster club of some oh, sort. Sure. That like my dad was in a roller coaster club, but this is a different kind. It's more dark rides oh, okay. or uh, like fun houses and things like that. It was interesting. Oh, um, the International Dark Ride and Fun House Organization. Yes, that's what that is. Yeah, yeah. Okay. That's, I could have just read a little more. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. Quick. And what is it? We also. I emailed a lot of, of people who agreed to answer a few of my questions about the casino skate park, and I just want to give them a little shout-out, aside Sarah, for helping me so much. Shout-out in no particular order. Tyler White, Bob Macon, Sarah Malbury, uh, Derek Rinaldi, Daryl Patrone? Yes, I think. Sean <laughs> Cristiani Zappo, Chaz Piancone, Pine, what? Yeah, sure. Okay. <laughs> Joe Polito and Swank. Yeah, yeah, who uh, like gave me little different stories or emailed me or asked like answered questions for me. There's probably a few other people I've forgotten. I'm sorry for that. But I tried to remember from the emails that I got responded from. Um, all right, I guess uh, look, let's get into the thick of this, uh, the, the, the history of this building. Uh, I guess I'll start off with uh, like exactly what was there even before. Uh, they had in 1888. There was a pavilion amusement park that opened with a classic Victorian pavilion that was referred to as the Bradley uh, Pavilion uh, something. I can't remember. So it was a pavilion uh, like structure or something. So it had a terrible name. I'm looking at. I got your same notes written down here. I got. Bradley Pavilion structure. Yeah, isn't that a terrible name? That's a weird, I kept se- ass name. I kept like, seeing it on different too specific. sites. Yeah, and I'm like, well, who called on. it structure? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, but uh, and, and it got extended in uh, ni- 18, uh, 1895. The building got extended, including the steam-powered Ferris wheel that was powered with steam until 1934. So there was like a giant Ferris wheel. Right next to the casino, up until like I think the like 1988, it was taken down, and at that time it was the longest running Ferris wheel in the world. Like I didn't even know there was a Ferris wheel there. I had seen pictures of. Uh, I was. Only, I've seen pictures. Yeah, like yeah. I, that was about it. Now I've seen pictures from doing this. I, I saw pictures even before that. My dad had a bunch of like postcards growing up of like because. We grew up by Atlantic City, so okay. like those buildings from that era, but also some others from. I bet there's a bunch of awesome stuff in Atlantic City well, we could I'm do too. I'm getting it tattooed on my Yo. my arm. Word. I was just <laughs> there. Right I was just there recently <laughs> to see Last Podcast on the Left, the best podcast ever. Uh, what do you call it? I went to go see them. Besides us, uh, <laughs> uh, what do you call? It? I went to go see them, and when I was there, I saw Wrecking Ball on the oh. boardwalk. He was hanging out on the boardwalk with with China Man. Who, oh, Chinaman! Yeah, right. they were hanging out together. Well, yeah, they're they're local legends. Yeah, I know. I, just I, like I, chilling together, it was like seeing two heroes, I, I actually, uh, like two China celebrities Man, at once. I know Chinaman better than I know uh, Wrecking Ball, but I've shot pictures of both of them in their natural element. Yeah, they were hanging out on the boardwalk, those, those having a great time. Yeah, yeah, I love to talk to them. History, He's on uh, Cameo. 
Wrecking Ball. Yeah. What? It's like 30 bucks, bro. We can get him the shout out only oh, posters, shit. bro. It's like 30 or 70 bucks. I can't remember what it is, but that's not a lot of money. Riff Raff is like 100 bucks. Oh, shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what is it? Not to get too far off track, but I, I didn't even know there was a, a Ferris wheel in, in, in town at all. Yeah. Uh, that's pretty cool. I wish they rebuild it. Uh, you know, nice look, overlooking the lake and the ocean too. Yeah, it was like in the right middle, there. right where, right where Asbury and uh, and Ocean Grove meet, yeah. like right where at the end where the casino is. Exactly. And um, that you know the the pier came out too, and there was like rides on that also. I think I saw pictures of that. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty <laughs> cool too. It's like really nice because the pavilion that was there before was like kind of in the in the ocean too. Um. What is it? That all burned down in a fucking fire. <laughs> is that the first or the second? That's the or? first one. That's the first fire. So that bur- that all burned down, like pretty much all of it. And they rebuilt the original casino uh, in this winter of 1903 into 1904. It was rebuilt uh, to replace the earlier um, pavilion that was destroyed. And then a oh, fire destroyed that in 1928. <laughs> so they built that, and then that got destroyed again by another fire because it was all made of wood. Uh, yeah. How much later was that? What? How much later was that? 1928. They a big fire. That was a huge fire in town. Big, big. I I don't know. T- I didn't look too much into the act. There's a bunch of fires in Asbury. <laughs> like apparently this town has burned down like three times and been rebuilt, but. Uh, yeah, that was part of it. I, I think it started there or something like that. Um, I should probably look into that before I claim it. Um, um, yeah, and then they built the re- they rebuilt the new casino as it is today, like that ori- uh, as we know the casino in the next year, in 1929. They rebuilt it with uh, with, with the um, to replace the original wooden framed one, uh, and that's where they added the car- you know the carousel and all that stuff. Uh, the copper we have right now. So what the copper there is still so. Sick. Oh God! Because it, it's it's only the right now it's just basically the skeleton of yeah. the building. Yeah. Uh, was there? You know, I didn't find anything in there that said there was ever gambling in there. Why did they I always call it the casino? Either. I was it, wondering that when doing research. Yeah, like <laughs> I think there's was more it, than one meaning. I know that caras- casino. casinos are sometimes in the past. Like arcade games are referred to as casinos, like our arcades are referred to as casinos in the past. So I know because I know original arcade games were gambling games. Because that in Atlantic City, I saw like an old documentary once, and they showed this like pinball machine that was like one of the first Atlantic City gambling machines, and they tried to ban it and <laughs> shit like that because they said it like corrupted men and shit. Mm. But, uh, yeah, I didn't find anything about gambling. I never saw anything saying that. Maybe because it was also multi-purposed. Yeah, it was, kind of. It was a weird building that had, like, a bunch of different things. And it, it wasn't quite a pier, so they didn't really know what the. It was, like, it. a half pier. Yeah, it was yeah. It kind of came into it. <laughs> because when I was younger and went to this place, and that's kind of weird about this structure. I have a lot of, like, me- like some of my very first punk shows were going to this place. I'm the, one of the only ones that was old enough to have gone there. Mm. And uh, I went there when I was like 14, 15. I saw AFI there. I was at that 1990 oh, show. I was at YouTube. that show. Uh, that we'll talk a little more about later. I, I sh- I'm getting ahead of myself. I should probably <laughs> stay in, in order. But uh, the casino and the, and, the, and the convention hall were both designed by New York architects. Uh, read these names so I don't fuck them up. 
We got uh, Whitney Warren and Charles Wetmore. Thank you. Uh, right. There were actually uh, there was two different. I looked into this. There's there's two different people who contributed to Grand Central because I was like, oh, that's cool because I like like this much about architecture. So yeah, I was like, yeah. Hey, I'll look into this a little bit, you know. <laughs> yeah, because they made Grand, they they designed uh, Grand Central Station too, right? They, they were like half a part of that. There was like another company. So there, there was another team. Of there dudes? was Warren and Wetmore, and then there was like another team, and I guess it was just a joint effort. Well, they designed our stuff, so build. fuck those guys. Yeah, fuck you them. know, like those other dudes don't even matter, right? Also, you know, <laughs> it's kind of like a homage to yeah. how beautiful Asbury and Grand Central It kind of shows you how if they were the architects like if you look at old school New York like old oh, New yeah. York you totally get that vibe yeah. from those buildings they designed it, a lot more than just Grand Central Station in New York like oh, a lot sure. really? Yeah, I, I don't know what any history about what else did they design? I don't remember but I was doing like I tried not to get sidetracked about like the amount they designed in New York, but they designed a lot in New York. Because they were famous New York yeah. a- architects. I know that they said they emphasized that when I was looking them up. But yeah, um, that's pretty cool that they designed the building and stuff like that. Uh, the the steam plant that's right next door to it was built the next year in 1930. Uh, what is it right next to? The, I find it very odd that they built a steam plant. Uh, next to a carousel that was steam powered, and then four <laughs> years later, we're like, let's stop doing it steam powered. <laughs> like, what was the rationale behind that? They're like, we just finished this news. I'm assuming the steam plant is not steam powered, <laughs> you know, and it, it is just in name only. But I just found that odd that they stopped steam pa- powering it. This is actually my field of work. Uh, steam plants generate electricity and such. That's why they switched it over. Because I don't know anything about steam. <laughs> so it's not like, um, what is it, like, uh, Air Bo- what is it, Steam Boy? You ever see that anime? I do not know the anime, no. Okay, there's an anime where they pressurize ste- steam to a microscopic format so that they can make, like, it's basically if steampunk was the world. <laughs> like, if they figured out how to steam power everything at, like... If they, if we had today's technology yeah. in the 1940s and it was all steam powered, oh, that's 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 cyber, and that's what Steam Boy is. Like they have like flying devices that are steam. They have like little telephones that are steam powered and shit. It's I'm crazy. On that yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I'm I'm a little upset that that, that steam plants don't make steam powered everything. <laughs> that's very upsetting. That it's just a built like I've been inside. Have any of you been in the building before the town got developed and stuff? No. No. Oh, because I have been. I broke, like, when I was very young, it was very easy to walk through the casino and carousel and all of those buildings. And even the fun, the fun house that isn't there anymore, that is now, like, luxury apartments that people super protested them knocking down those four, those four dilapidated walls with the original Tilly on it. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it was like, a, it was, you, when you would go inside the fun house, it was just basically like a garden inside of a, ha- a building because it was just like a big empty building and the whole roof was gone so it was like all brush and taken over but the the carousel and casino before they fixed it up a little bit with the steam plant it was like super fucking dangerous in there um, some, I'm sure because I've, I've snuck in in more recent times it's probably less dangerous but uh, well, it was com- dangerous well, um, but it looks dangerous shout out to um <laughs> Matt Jones. Matt Jones told me a story where he moved here like maybe one or two years after it had closed. 
and he had just heard about it because he's an avid skater. He's a really, really good skater, actually. And he just knew about it from that. So he wanted to just check it out and he couldn't get in there. So he, you know, he broke through one of the windows that was open and he dropped in. And there was like a light. It was during the day and he was there was a light shining in. So he dropped his board in and then he dropped in. And as soon as he dropped in, he was in complete darkness. Like he realized immediately, like, he made a bad move. Like, and this is before cell phones. So he didn't have like a flashlight on him or anything like that. And he's just like, I'm fucked. I'm in this completely dark room. And the light where I jumped in is like above me. I have to figure out how to get out of here now. You know? And I, I can't even remember how he how he told me he got out of there. But I, I, I'm assuming he just like started smashing against, following the wall and smashing things. But uh, another few friends told me that they broke in years after it broke and they were walking around and as they were walking around they saw this like uh, stairwell kind of and it was like broken down as they were walking and as they walked down he saw that it was all broke and he stopped it was like two of my friends and he stopped the other friend and if he had fallen he would have just been impaled on these like random wood that was falling up and there was like basically an auditorium kind of set up like a stage and things down down these steps and everything like that. Like there was more down there. I don't know exactly how, like this is from him explaining it to me, but apparently even in the skate park days, that place was broken because several people told me stories of almost falling down these steps that led to nothing. <laughs> yeah, like, so like people were skating there and having shows there and you could fall to your doom and get impaled. You know, like, apparently down this, like, one stairwell or something that led... I don't remember... Because I remember being in the building, but I don't remember a stairwell that led down or, or anything. Probably had to really know your way around the place. Yeah, I, I, to be honest with you, all of my memories are very hazy from there. Because I was, like, 14, 15. And it was, like, the first time I ever went to a skate park. It was, like, some of my first times I ever went to a show. I, I kind of was, like, feeling out everything. I did... It was the only place I've ever tried to skate like actually attempt to skate they had a, a vert ramp and yeah. they had a bowl in the middle at one the, point the smaller vert ramp in the back they had a bowl in the middle and then they had a vert ramp here they, apparently at one point they had like a mega ramp that was off to the side and apparently they moved that out and that's where bands played later on from what people were explaining to me like if I remember correctly from when they explained it but I tried to drop in on that vert ramp and I just like you know went face down into yeah. the ground you know like when I was like 15 or something. But yeah, uh, so it's a, it's a weird place. A lot of people have told me a lot of weird stories uh, that we'll try to get to uh, in a second here. Uh, but the main attraction of the casino after it was built was the carousel that had hand-wooded horses, uh, giraffes, camels, goats, and deer installed in 1932. The carousel was the carousel 87 from the Philadelphia company, uh, Toboggan Company. Toboggan Company. <laughs> Tobo they didn't make toboggans, they but they called Maybe themselves they did. the Philadelphia Toboggan Company. They probably did, but right. they were just like, we do, we do carousels and toboggans, and that's all you get. <laughs> <laughs> that's our business, carousels and toboggans. <laughs> I, got a, I got a surefire way for us to make money. <laughs> toboggans, carousels. Think about it. <laughs> There's no market. No, we're all monopolized. We'll do carousels market. in the summer, toboggans in the winter. It's genius. <laughs> I want to become these people. I, I already am this people. Guy. We are these I, people. I have this plan. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I found it funny that I could find out exactly where the, the carousel was built and everything. I thought that was kind of cool. And it ran for like half a century. 
in, in there for over 50 years, you know, it ran, uh, what is it, it ran in that place. Um, what is it, uh, the Ferris wheel, uh, closed down in the 1980s, and it was the longest running Ferris wheel at that time, taken down in 1988. I, I mentioned that already, right? You touched on it. Uh, I do know that, what is it, because most of the park was abandoned by the 1930s. It had a heyday in the, it like, what is it, before I get to that, we it had kind of a revival in the 70s. Like, it was always a big vacation spot, this place, but in the 70s, it kind of had a little bit of revival. A lot of the photos I found of the casino in that time were during the 70s, and I have some cool photos we'll post with the outline of the place and stuff with the video games and the fun house and all that stuff um they also had a vert ramp they had like a, a ramp in there and they had in 1977 they had a skate competition in there that was uh, sponsored by santa cruz and i got like some news articles that i'm gonna post about it from new, uh um some new york papers and stuff like that that uh, some people sent me that was pretty cool that i guess is the beginning of them having an actual or the idea of a skate park because there was a there was a skating ring in there before that it was an ice skating ring but I think it was only seasonal my father told me and this is based on like what my dad told me uh, I don't know too much I've seen I think like pictures of this maybe not the rink but the sign the sign but never any pictures yeah, of the ring it's weird a lot of, it's a lot of things that are implied with pictures <laughs> but not you don't get to see what was implied like there's no pictures of the inside yeah. there's hard there's pictures of the last day of the arcade being open there's a video of it in 1990 you can or, probably get the blueprints whoa <laughs> We could probably go down to the city hall, right? Or yeah, like you something like could, that. Yeah. And they probably have blueprints of everything. Yo, we have to do that. And we're going to do a follow up. I, I didn't think about that until now. <laughs> yeah. We have to do a follow up because this is definitely like the first time I've ever attempted to do something like this. That'd be sick even just to like hang up. Yeah, if I, I want them to like. There's so much cool history about this town, dude. There was riots and fights and fuck. She found, what is it, just to get totally off track. She told me this crazy story in, like, 1956 or something. It was, wait. It was at a convention hall. It was down the hall. Oh, they were having, it was about the show? Yeah. Where the fight broke out and I'm people got stabbed? Up the message. <laughs> people got fucking stabbed, bro. <laughs> yeah. Frankie Lyman and the teenagers played there on June 30th in 1956, and a fist fight broke out that erupted into a full-scale riot which three people were stabbed, and the mayor tried to pass the citywide ban on rock and roll performances, but the ban was never passed. What? Footloose. Footloose. They tried to footloose us. <laughs> they tried to footloose us. It's like ban and dance, bro. That's crazy. Uh, that's fucking nuts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so that we're definitely doing more on yeah. the boardwalk and stuff, and Sarah's going to be involved in all of that. You're going to be the Marcus. Because okay. you're better at it. Just hearing you do that was better than what I, the rambling research. I do. Um, yeah, they had this crazy skate competition in 1977 there. And then basically after that in the 1980s, like the band, like most of the town started getting abandoned. And that, like I said, the carousel was taken down in 1988. Uh, no, the, the Ferris wheel. The carousel was actually sold in 1990. And they have videotape. Of the last days of the part of the like the park being open and stuff like that, you can look it up on YouTube. I saw it, and uh, they moved the carousel from uh, there to the family uh, 
what is it, Family Kingdom Park in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, and they replaced the fiber, uh, replaced the wooden horses with fiberglass replacements of all the original animals. And it's still there to this day. T.J. Barnecki wrote it. He went down there, went to Myrtle oh, Beach, shit. and found it and wrote it. You know, because he was like, oh, this is the route. I'm like, you're riding the original carousel, bro. <laughs> so you can still go ride the original carousel that was in there. Uh, yeah, it's still there to this day. Um, is there any more history that anybody wants to bring up about the, the boardwalk or that area before I go into the actual skate park? Mine's about the history of the closing of the skate park, so I'll Okay, you'll keep, we'll keep <laughs> yours to the end, because that was the stuff that... Now, before we get really into the thick of this, that I feel is the, the main subject, I could not find that much information about it. Like, there was not that much, not many things, a lot of hearsay. I basically had to go through word of mouth and people's stories about the skate park, you know? I'm not exactly sure on when it opened. I'm, I, I'm a, uh, I know that it started being really active on shows in the 1980, 1990 time era, so I'm assuming it opened sometime before, it, like, you know, it's got to be around 97, you know, uh, be the first time it was open. Maybe a little earlier. Um, just to give you an idea of some of the bands that played at the... the you know, and this is not all of them. This is just a, a random list. Heatbreed, NJ Bloodline, Anti-Flag, I saw them. Uh, Casualties, uh, Inspector 7, I saw them there too. Uh, Kill Your Idols, I... Yeah, it wasn't there. A fa- a fast Times, uh, OS 101... Floor Punch I saw there in my eyes. Worthless before they were Worthless United. Uh, before they reunited. Uh, Distillers. Um, Folly I no, saw there. Dissenters. Dissenters? Is that what, I, what did I say? Distillers? Distillers. That's a different band. <laughs> I don't know if the Distillers were together. Shout right? out Rodendale one time. Uh, what is that? <laughs> Bouncing, Bouncing Souls. AFI I saw there. Vision. Strung Out. That was the same show. Big. That was probably the biggest show there. Um. Big Wig, Zero Zero, Full Speed Ahead, and so many more. Um, the most famous show being the June 16, 1999 AFI Vision Strung Out and Big Wig show. There's videotape of it. There's you videos can find of on a YouTube. lot of that. There, pretty much every set sets. is videotaped. Yeah. Um, I was at that show. It was one of the first shows I've ever been to. It was the first time I ever saw AFI. First time I saw any of these bands. It was... A very life-changing experience for me. Um, I saw Catch-22 at this place that I didn't mention. Another life-changing experience. I, uh, I did not catch the Bouncing Souls here. Uh, I didn't see the Bouncing Souls until a few years later. I, and I didn't see Kill Your Idols there. But I saw in, um, Anti-Flag and uh, Inspector 7 that I believe was all in 99 when I saw all that stuff. <laughs> and I mean... Yeah, it was just like... It was a different experience. I've never been to a show like a DIY punk show like that I did you know they st- I started going to VFWs after that and stuff but this was the first time I was experienced where I was like these are real legit punk bands and they're like in my town yeah that's how yeah. I felt the other day in Long Branch yeah <laughs> at that show it was just like something you don't go to all, all the time it was crazy yeah oh yeah, that one oh that the creative crossed, space dude that was yeah that's one of those experiences like whew, yeah definitely I, don't see this often I fully agree with you that was one of those shows, and I was just there for the very well, tail end of the you, show. You were texting all of us. And you're like, I just got off work. Should I come home? Like, if you can make it for crust, <laughs> you should come. Yeah, because it I, was just that good of a show. And it was a life life changing show. And I feel like uh, there was a lot of young faces I saw at that show. 
uh, I saw a kid that used to come into Rev Lounge uh, all the time. I didn't get to say hello to him. I just saw him in the crowd. And I know he was like a high school kid. And now he's probably like maybe just out of high school or college kid. But I saw him there and I was like, yo, this kid's from, you know, Tom's River brick area. And he's here. I've never seen him at shows before. Like, this is sick. Like, these people will remember this show for the rest of their lives like I remember that first time seeing it. I yeah. wanted to be Davy Havoc so bad <laughs> when I was, like, young. And I just to see him, I was like, there he is being, like, the coolest dude ever. You know? It was really cool. Do you, do you have something you want to say, Sarah? Well, mine's just about the closing of the yeah. state park. So I've done a lot of research trying to figure out why it closed. Okay. And I watched that video I sent you that was from AP Historic historicalsociety.org, which I definitely have to hit them up about a lot of research. Okay. And it was about the 70s riots and about how Asbury Park was basically... It was decades, two decades of going, like, nothing going on. Yeah, pretty much. And then, so my... I think that, like, the police shut down the skate park to, like, try to revive Asbury Park. Or because the roof kept falling through in the, um, the casino that... It was just a hazard, and it just maybe they shut it down to like rebuild the roof, and they just never reopened it. I could definitely see code violations mm-hmm. closing that place down. I I was there as a there. Kid. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's still very very not. You know, it's a shell of what it is. They probably you know? didn't make much money either. And yeah, that too. With skate parks, there's always insurance involved. And yeah, there was this. It was. I mean, it was a very active skate park. They had some arcade games off to the side. They had like I think they had a little stand for food, like hot dogs and stuff like that, if I remember correctly, or like Pepsi's and shit like mm-hmm. that. But uh, yeah, they couldn't have been making a lot of money because I definitely didn't pay to get in. <laughs> you know, like I don't remember paying to get in there. I mean, to the shows, yeah, yeah. like it was like five or ten dollars, like most show like DIY shows but and I find that funny you know like you were just mentioning uh, the skate park and I, I like I went to the skate park I only paid five ten dollars we went to that show at free, Creative Spaces it was like five ten dollars it was a free show you're yeah. right it was a free show but like that's what I mean like we go to these things and we have these experiences where at the most we pay ten dollars <laughs> yeah. and they're life changing religious <laughs> experiences and people pay like fifty dollars plus to like hang out in an overcrowded room or in like or on the lawn yeah. thousands of feet away from the people and performing pay for parking and pay yeah, pay for parking dollars for one beer twelve dollars for like a PBR you know tall boy you know like you buy a whole fucking six pack. <laughs> It's ridiculous. People were barbecuing. They were selling merch. Yeah. They were skating there. Yeah, Kids were yeah. they had a little fucking uh, yeah. skate session going That's on. That's why there. it also reminded me of, like this types of like times back in the nineties and shit was like they had the skate ramp. They had the grill going. It was a free show in a storage like like what? The yeah, fuck year is it? And uh, you know, I've been to a lot. Yeah, I've been to skate parks. I've been to strip joints. I've been to fucking basements. I've been in backyards and in sheds. I haven't been in a fucking storage unit until recently. That's, that's a pretty new experience. Yeah. And it's funny because I practice in a storage unit. I've never, we, like, seen people play in a storage unit. It's it's straight up ignorant. It's straight up ignorant and it's beautiful in its own way. Like, kids are mod. We, like, line the vans up, like, in this attempt to, like, not make it worse. But it's, uh, it almost makes it worse. Like, it's so much more intense. It causes people... They're they're in closer and they they want to get yeah. nuts, especially going to hardcore show yeah. like that. They want to get rowdy. I mean, and people like I felt like it's funny too because like we were in that storage unit, you know, we're in a parking lot of a storage unit, 
It's pretty safe. I mean, it's cement, but there's not... Yeah, I mean, people are being respectful of each other. We blocked it off pretty well and stuff like that. It's like, this skate park, the floor was like plywood that <laughs> felt like it wasn't on sand. It was like uh, five, ten feet above sand, and you were just going to fall through it at all times. <laughs> like, I, I have any of you ever been to CBGB's before it closed? No. Okay, uh, what is it? What is it? They were th- the same idea. It was this place that smelled weird and was broken down, and you were like, someone should close this. <laughs> you, felt, you had this strong feeling like, who are you paying off to get away with this? You know, like... Yeah. And the skate park had a lot... You can still see some videos of the inside of the skate park. I, I mean, like, I feel like the biggest thing I'm glossing over is the fact that this place was, like... I, and I, a lot of people stressed to me, this was, like, a place that made some people's skating careers. Yep. And this was a place yep. that, like, really defined what was East Coast skating at that time with the, the Asbury pool. Yeah, it was, like, part of a lot of the same crew. We'd it, hang out and... Other people would come. They all, I mean, skaters know each other just from doing tours and shit, even in other cities. So they would get, like, other pros to come through, and they'd go break into Asbury Pool or go skate. It seemed like people lived above that area, like, and stuff. I'm not sure. Like, there's a building off to the side in all the pictures I saw, and it looks abandoned from the pictures, but I have no idea because they're old. But people implied that they lived above the pool during that time. The, even that that contest back in the seventies, like it definitely got some more people in the area, like onto skateboarding, and like started to grow the skate scene. Even though it would change down the line, that what the skate community is, it got like people into it, and like having they they never stopped having big content. Like they had the Warp Tour. Yeah, Warp Tour was here in ninety eight, ninety nine, ramp and uh, shit like that. Because I went to a lot of the original Warp Tours in Asbury Park and those were the best warp Tours of my life like those they would do them in the parking lot behind the Berkeley that was empty it was an empty parking lot now there's like a big uh, apartment complex there or something so it was just the whole empty parking lot and the whole town Asbury like I can we can't stress enough how abandoned it felt <laughs> like it just was abandoned it didn't feel like anyone lived here and especially along the boardwalk like the boardwalk, the boardwalk was all ripped up. You couldn't walk on all of it. People would sleep under it. People told me stories about being chased. Like Tyler White told me a story about getting attacked by a homeless person under the boardwalk with a syringe. Like he jumped out and chased them with a syringe, and like when they were trying to skate at the skate park, <laughs> he told me a story about being. Uh, they were all at the skate park. And they sent one of the guys across the street to go call to get a ride home. And this is the middle of the day. And he gets jumped. And they all see it. So they open the doors and he's like trying to run back. And they're like, come on, come on! You know, like getting him back in and he escaped somehow. And got back in. And like this is something they do. Another time a Rockweiler or a giant dog like attacked, like ran up to the fence when they were running around trying to get into places to skate and stuff. It's insane like how abandoned. And I remember like... The whole back of the casino was all graffiti. There was all graffiti there. And I used to go there and paint when I was a kid. And people would paint there all the time. And, like, it was no big deal. You know, people would just sleep under the boardwalk. My dad used to take me here because no one charged for the beach in Asbury. Because why would you ever come to (laughs) Asbury, you know, like, to go to the beach? It looked sad. Like, it could be a beautiful day. And you'd be on the beach and you'd be like, oh. (laughs) You'd be like, oh. It, it like, felt like a ghost town. 
You know, yeah. like you know, you you ever see the the, the Dogtown and the Z Boys documentary? Yeah, yeah. The the line that he has where the one guy's talking about how they all grew up in this town where it felt like a ghost town where you could hear the spirits of people like kids making out and like. And sky balls above him and like the rides. That's what Asbury really felt like, yeah. real bad, like in a hard way. Like you felt like, yeah, like the circus left town, yeah. as they put in the in the documentary. Like it very mm-hmm. much felt like something really special was here, and now it isn't. And it's just this like dead carcass of what it is. And it's funny because it isn't what it was back in the day. Yeah. Now, even now, there's money in the town and a lot of stuff going on. But it's just nice that people care. And want to do something, yeah. you know? I wish that they would bring... Like, they did have the skate ball bowl in there in the 2016. Yeah, so right now I'm actually flipping through. I can touch on the that bowl a little bit, but I also came across... So I'm flipping through a zine that I made a few years ago. Um, covering skateboarding all over the state, but because I had just recently moved here, I did a lot of the Asbury stuff since they had just opened up. Fourth Union, which you had just alluded to. Yeah, you to. lived in the two iconic seaside slums of Atlantic New Jersey. City Atlantic Park. City and Asbury Park. I, I take pride they're in it both. Fa- and honestly, they're my favorite towns in, in all of New Jersey. They're both it. of them. I love, love them the both. Um, but, yeah, so I did this zine, I think it was 2016 or 17 sometime I did it. Okay. I want to see 2017. Um, but I did this interview for Fourth Union with two of the guys that had helped run it and get it off the ground in the first place, which was one we have already been using as a source, Derek Rinaldi. Okay. Um, and Metal Lou, uh, another good dude from back, back that, from that whole era. I think you mentioned like, him and a lot of the people um, I needed to talk so to. He's, a, he, he's got a lot of history just in, like, himself and what he does is, like, where he got the nickname Metal and, like, his skate brand... Uh, a whole bunch of shit but like if you watch some old videos of like the Asbury pool you can see there's videos of Asbury pool there's videos of Asbury pool but you can see like spray paint tags that say metal and shit like that okay that's that's him and his crew okay can we talk about like now that you brought up the Asbury pool and you were talking about the tags on there I'm now what I'm about to say is hearsay and third hand. I do not know what I'm talking about, so no one attack me. All right, because I'm here. This you're being told like four four levels of sources. So anyway, uh, I heard that there's a little controversy about one of the tags in the pool. Apparently, one of the tags in the pool is a reference to a particular person, and apparently, th- there's a claim. That the I don't know if he claims it or if other people claim it, but pe- people are claiming, or someone is, that the owner of the Belmar bike, uh, not bike shop, the Belmar skate shop, the tag is a reference to him. And then other people are saying it's a reference to a, 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 a very famous uh, 90s skater. And I don't know much about this. Was brought up to me like when we were posting that we were going to do these episodes. A few friends of mine that skate were like, "Oh my god, you got to talk about the whole controversy about this tag and how people say it's him, but it's not him. It's this other guy." And like, and the other guy's like, "No, he's full of shit." It's the like I've heard like several <laughs> people crazy. reach out to me and make 
the opposite argument <laughs> that it was for like one people was like it's totally the guy from the Belmar bike sh- uh, Belmar skate shop the other people like it's totally not him it's this <laughs> other guy you know so I don't I have no idea and I, I I have no say or you know but I I heard there's a crazy controversy about who the tags like were actually well, I don't know if to. that tag is visible in the, the video that I watched it might be but they said it was I, I took, one iconic I tag that was at the, the metal head of one because I know I believe. Lou. <laughs> See, I just heard this um, through her third it, hand. It's interesting. It'd be like interesting to go back and watch the video and maybe look I, for I, it. Please, I can't but. stress enough. If you're a skater and you know more about this subject, please reach out to me, email me. I will do another subject. I will bring you on to talk about um, it if we have to. But then, Lou, I also got a quote from him here um, about what the skate park was made up of. So it had a bowl in the front that was six feet high. And that was like the main bowl. I remember this. That big wooden uh, uh, shit in there. Uh, There was also a mini ramp, which was probably the one I fell on. You hit. Yeah, it's the one I fell on. There was also a vert ramp. There was, which I'm guessing was definitely too high for you to drop. Definitely too high. I remember looking at it. I remember looking at it as a kid. Dude, I ski and I look at some shit that's really high, and I'm like, oh no, fuck that. (laughs) I remember looking at it, and no one was on it or anything, and going, hmm, I don't want to fall that far. Um, And then there, there was a street course in the back. Yes. So. Yes. Yeah. That's it. Thank you for doing the description yeah. right there because I had a few other descriptions and that was way better. Yeah. <laughs> that, was, that, that was from uh, Breaking the Common Era back in 2017. Yeah. Okay. Uh, oh, really? Yeah. All right. Check that guy. Check that out, guys. Uh, I don't know if I have any more left. Make more. It's no, it's limited cute. edition. Oh, uh, come on. <laughs> Where can we find Breaking the Common Era on the yes. internet? Uh, at BCE Zine underscore Zine. Okay, cool. Um, yeah. Website coming soon. Uh, yeah, like you just addressed, like we really don't know why it closed. We just know it was sometime after 2000, we think 2001, 2002. I know that I went there my, I went there my freshman year. I went there mostly in middle school. And then I went there once my freshman year that I think was the year, the year before I started my freshman year was the, the, the AFI show. I re- distinctly remember that. And then that next year I started my freshman year and the summer after that I went there sometime in the winter and it was closed. So I'm assuming that was like 2000, the end of 2001, 2002. I think it was definitely the building, like the safety, because they said a lot about It was closed building. in 2004. The whole building was sectioned off and you yeah. couldn't even walk through because they allowed you to walk through the casino for a long time and you could walk to the back of the building and that's where the graffiti was after 2004 you found this that you couldn't even go by the building they fenced it and you couldn't you weren't supposed to go near it or in it yeah they boarded up the front of it there's some pictures of it you can find online I I posted a picture recently of it all boarded up um uh is there anything else you want to add that's all okay uh (laughs) I just didn't want to cut you off they what is it the the, it was featured in Grand Theft Auto 4, the, the casino skate park, and uh, uh, the carousel to be a, because of being such a famous skate icon. Uh, Nike made a pair of sneakers called Asbury Casinos, uh, and Nike Dunk Medium Premium SB uh, Asbury Casinos. And uh, 
I think those are such cool, like, little tidbits about yeah, the, the I just building. think it's, like, yeah, it's so weird it's that weird, people It's weird, like, made, pop culture shit. That's that, what I mean, like, like it's, it's fed, like, <laughs> that's the gr- the weird thing about Asbury Park is, like, there's a lot, it, I went to Utah, to, uh, to, to Vegas in 2003, right after I graduated high school. I went with my friends across the country, and, like, I stopped in Vegas, uh, when we were there, they played a show there, and I went and saw Pennywise... Uh, play the House of Blues, and I was talking to some kids there, and I'm like, "Oh, I'm from New Jersey," and this is like MySpace just became a thing, and they were like, "Fucking Asbury Park!" Like everybody was like, "Oh, Asbury Park, Asbury Park," and I was like, "How do you guys even know <laughs> what that is?" I'm like, "Do you like Bruce Springsteen? Like, what's going on?" <laughs> like, like it like it didn't make sense that punk rock kids knew it, but they really did. They knew mostly from MySpace that we were a big community. But they knew so much. They were like, Asbury Park, Asbury Park, oh my god. And it's just like, it goes into how historical... We had the fucking VMAs recorded uh, down the street the other day. It was yesterday, right? Or no, it was two days ago. It was two days ago, the Jonas Brothers played on the fucking boardwalk uh, at Stone Pony. Another iconic place we'll have to eventually cover. Uh... We could do a whole fucking book on this fucking people, town. People have, but we could cover it on. From their books. Punk, I've read some of their angle. books. They're very short. All right, and they don't have a we lot of information. Do a punk angle. Get some weird stories. I Only posters don't history. Yeah. <laughs> I like <laughs> one of the worst names I've ever come up with. <laughs> I went and got coffee the other day at Rook, and the uh, it was um, Michelle, I believe, from uh, Hysteria. Uh, yeah. She wrote on my cup. Only posers listen to ska. Uh, uh, only posers listen to ska. She wrote on my <laughs> cup. I'm like, walk out, like you son of a bitch. I was like, how dare you? <laughs> you know. Um, did you want to touch more on the 2016? Yeah. The, uh, what is it? There was a uh, a skate bowl in there in 2016. Yeah. So I got more on that from my zine entry. So it was. A skate and culture organization produced by Madison Marquette. Um, it was in partnership with Red Bull, and they had a three and a half foot wooden bowl, and like a small street section area that they would uh, rearrange the pieces from time to time, and even even just in the short time it was open, rearrange the street. They had section. art shows in there. Well, that's what the, that's more what they're doing now. Um, I know so they were they doing closed. art shows even then too. Um, there was like. Some there was like those uh, shipping containers. Yeah, they did the time. shipping containers. They had one of my the, friends did some. Yeah, they photography had some photography um, skate uh, stuff. I knew a couple of the skaters that were doing that, and then they also had the shipping container with NJ Skate Shop, oh. which is an awesome skate shop. Yes, uh, definitely. If you need skate shit, go to them or or Pro in Belmar is where I head up. Okay. <laughs> So I think pro is the one I was referring to before yeah. uh, yep. when they were saying that the controversy thing. Um, I, yeah, I mean, I'd like to know more about that. Yeah, it'd be interesting to, to find. I out. mean, I'm going to go try to talk to him. That's a, I, um, I think that I, best I've bet. talked to him before. He's actually had this issue of the zine in the shop. Do you know his name? For a time, uh, something Lacido, I think. I, I'll um, just go down there and try to. I have it written try to down have a somewhere. I forget exactly. A few people suggested that I go speak to him. There was a few people. He's that got I did, a lot of history just in it. There was a lot of people himself. that I didn't. I wasn't able to reach out to because I didn't have a way. They didn't have a Facebook or something, and I didn't know how to reach out to them. Um, 
I tried to reach out to some people who had Facebooks. Maybe they're not active on Facebook. I don't take it personal either way. Uh, I understand everyone has busy lives. You know, we're just doing a stupid podcast. You know, like you don't have to respond to me. Um, but I would love to know more. You know. Yeah. Um. And then, like with that, along um, once they opened, they started doing more, um, like skateboarding, uh, nonprofit type stuff as mm-hmm. well. Doing boards for bros, which takes lightly used skate stuff and redistributes it to. Uh, lesser fortunate people so they can skate. Yeah, that was that um, organization we made the boards for, right? It was. Uh, in partnership with them, yeah. Yeah, I, I think I most knew of they the were money involved. went to them. Yeah. Um, and, um, well, I mean, we've talked about that before. We uh, Hopefully, they, they are still planning on having that again in October. Oh, yeah, I would love um, that. Hopefully, we hear more from Ray soon on that. But, uh, then they also were doing stuff with A Skater Foundation, which did a lot of work with kids with autism. Uh, not just kids, like all yeah. t- all ages and right. stuff, but teaching them how to skateboard, and it's pretty cool. I did some, so some cool. of those events with them, and it was fun. Killer. Yeah. That's super cool, man. And they're still doing it, even though the skate park is no longer up. Yeah, I know it was they, only for the summer. It was a, a little bit longer than a year, but... Um, then they moved oh really it was that long yeah um, then they moved that bowl to somewhere else I forget where um, and yeah but now we got a new new I was just new about one to say in this. Neptune got a new Neptune skateboard. I, I skated that it's fun it's weird to get used to the transition I kind of want to go down there cool. and try because I like the setup it's of steep. it it feels it's like uh, like but I like the concept of just riding the board yeah and like getting on the board, just I don't need to just fun to ride around and like you know ride through the like the pool like they don't have it's a not pool set because people might be like yo what the fuck <laughs> I, I went, not nothing like not that they'd be like assholes unless you really get in their way but like I know what you skaters mean. are territorial for sure they don't even <laughs> want scooters or bikers in there well it's just like I get it you're good at something you've learned how to do this you put your practice in I, like it, like it's the same like if I had to wait if I had to wait for somebody to do my recordings or do the podcast and there was just some dude fumbling in front of me I'd be like dude just get it all like nobody likes you get out of the way you know like I would get frustrated too I could see that you know yeah um, and then now there's also another new one in Brick as well. is there a new one in Brick yeah yeah. are they doing shows there too they're not doing no they're all outside no, yeah they're outside they should uh, let us play play in there I've thought about going to some th- I'm sure we could try get, to like, rent a permit city and may- yeah maybe we'll go down to the town and see if we can rent a um, permit it would probably have to be on a Sunday like during the day or some shit but uh um, it'd be cool though yeah just to play um, outside but yeah, set there's, it up there's a new one in Brick it opened uh, not long before the Neptune one maybe a month or two. Oh, I didn't know that I didn't yeah. know there was a new Brick one yeah. that's sick man you know, I wish I had found more... The things that I really wish that I had found more about when looking into this is, one, who the fuck owned it? Because, like, <laughs> five or six people were suggested to me as owners, and I reached out to some of them personally because they were, like, things. But, like, several reliable sources were like, this is the dude that owned it. And I'm like, that's not the name <laughs> that the other reliable source gave me. And, you know, and I reached out to all the, the ones that I could, and I didn't get a response. I mean, I understand they probably have busy lives, or maybe they just don't want to talk about it or whatever. You know, it's up to them. No no, no hard feelings. I did hear some weird rumors that uh, 
that the place allegedly was owned by the biker gang, the Breed, and was used as some kind of like front for drugs or laundering of money of some sort that I don't understand because why is a skate park going to make money? Like, why wouldn't they open like a jewel, like a selling gold place or like a fat, a, or cash, a pizza place? Yeah, or cash. <laughs> You know, th- just do what everybody else does in New Jersey and buy some apartments or get a cash, uh, one of those cash, uh, uh, where they cash your checks. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's all laundering uh. or a head shop or something like that. It's easy, you know, or like a, or an, or like a nail salon. Or, yeah. yeah, it's easy. Why would you get a skate park? It Maybe they're trying something new. Yeah, I guess you know you Maybe gotta be creative. Skates. Yeah. I'm not a dr- I'm not a biker gang member, so I don't know <laughs> Again, how to uh, think about uh, it. This was all allegedly. Yeah, it's all allegedly. <laughs> I like how they would be highly offended by the fact, like they're like the breed is well known for being like criminals. Like they would be highly offended by the concept of owning a skate park. <laughs> <laughs> they're like, we definitely did not own that skate park. We did all those other horrible things, but not not the not the skate park part. <laughs> You know, but I have no idea who actually owned it. I couldn't find any information about who booked shows there. Like, I was really interested to find out, like, maybe some kids or people that I might run into, maybe they moved away or just aren't part of, they were skaters and I didn't really know them because I was mostly talking to, like, punks and people that were, like, involved in the music side of it. But I couldn't find anybody that books booked there. Um... I got a lot of stories about the place being shady and, you know, like the town being dilapidated. Was just the whole town, yeah. Yeah, the, the whole town being dilapidated. Um, same thing with the skate park, you know, with the, not the skate, the, the pool. You know, like it was dilapidated. Oh, yeah. It went on for a long time, that pool, though. It seemed like the pool was like a long time and, uh, you know, I'd like to know more about the pool. Yeah, so that's I'm sure we can find out more. If that's definitely different. the next. So, like, I guess that's the thing I want to stress the most in, in all of this research that we did. You know that we want to know more, and if you have any information or want to help us with a follow up episode, we would love to correct ourselves or do more because I, I want to know more. It sounded like a lot of really cool shit happened, and I'm I'm just brushing the surface of it here. Reach out at yeah. only poses don't listen to podcasts at yahoo.com. Yes, please. Or yeah, just message me on Instagram. That that'll work too. I would prefer the email. At only poses don't listen. Yeah. Uh, uh yeah, this place is like a super iconic place. Yeah, and uh, now they they got what? Art. Now they're doing art stuff. The, now now the place Pork Chop does a lot well, of art it was, there. Uh, he does stuff uh, in Does collaboration, no, uh, I th- well, he might collaborate some of it, but I know he works with Jen Hampton, yes, uh, from uh, Parlor and the Lanes, and yeah, Paul. yeah. Um, we would love to talk to, yeah, or have on or whatever <laughs> in any capacity. No, we need to have her on at some and point. And chop or both, uh, or both, yeah, yeah, or both separately and then together. Yeah, all <laughs> we do all kinds of combinations. <laughs> um. But yeah, now they got a bunch of art, and I know she's got ideas working in really conjunction with Madison Marquette still because they own everything, that. everything, <laughs> yeah, everything but our souls. They have they haven't bought the soul of us all. <laughs> they're probably working on. The, the <laughs> they're working on it. They're very much working on buying the soul of Asbury Park. If they if they very much could, they're, they'd give us they would they would give us what we what they pitched was a great deal <laughs> you know uh 
We could we could do a whole thing on Madison Marquette. That'll be another day. We should do a whole thing on them though. Uh, probably. It's totally legal uh, to tell up, public end information. Up somewhere. <laughs> nah, <laughs> not <we> good. <laughs> That's the great thing about things like this. No one controls us, and we aren't being paid to do it. Because <laughs> there's no money in this. <laughs> so they can't stop us That's from saying whatever Marquette we want. That's gets our hands on our shit. Um, yeah, there's no censors in any way. That's the deal they're working That's what, that's what they're working towards. Unless Madison Marquette wants to give yeah. me money, because I'll fold like a motherfucker. <laughs> All right, I'm not going to say that. I'll sell out right the fuck now. All right? You guys want me? You want to pay me? I'll be up there and be like, you know who's great, Maz Marquette? Get on some Robert Johnson. I'm like, everybody go to Asbury Lanes. (laughs) I would fucking just get just putting it out there. You know, you know, if you're looking for people to buy in, I'm in. (laughs) But uh, yeah, I'll sell them whatever crap they want. But uh, what do you call it? Yeah, I I mean, I really wish there was more to go over. In the casino skate park and the aftermath, but I feel like we're start we're coming to about an hour. We've kind of covered a lot, and uh, yeah, we're just about at an hour. Uh, but uh, and I like to try to keep the episodes within an hour. That's a little annoying to make them longer. Um, but yeah, I mean the the thing to stress out is this was an iconic skate spot. Uh, what is it? It really put a lot of people on the map. Yeah. Uh, it also was an iconic DIY spot, kind of like Creative Spaces now is now, and we'll never talk about Creative Spaces right now because it's still active. I'm not going to blow that shit up. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we're gonna we're gonna continue to cover more of these DIY spots throughout New Jersey and other just iconic venues and different things that relate to the history of punk rock in New Jersey. I really like this kind of stuff and I'd like to do there's more there's a lot of it. of it in New Jersey there there's is. a lot of it in just Asbury there's a lot <laughs> you know? of Asbury but once we start working our way out it's like you know in this state just as to give, small as it is it's yeah not, you're right I would love to eventually history. do all do all of New Jersey and start covering other people states you know I've, there's a bunch of houses in Philly and New York and stuff we're gonna do I know some of the episodes we really want to do we're going to do Punk House that I used to live at. We're going to do Thunderdome that I used to live at. We're going to do the loft of Asbury Park, one of the real DIY spots that was like more up here. Uh, we're going to have to get Tony Bones on for that one because yeah, he lived there. Sure. Uh, what do you call it? Uh, I would love to do Asbury Lanes. It's like gonna, the real, the old big, lanes, the original lanes. It's going to uh, take a while. That'll take a long time, and I know I'll have to speak to Jen and Porkchop and... Uh, Sam and half of the House of Independence and Jim Norton and Josh Jerk and all of them. A lot of people. Yeah, a lot of people. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm not, I'm not even listing half of them. You know, so I'd love to do that eventually. Uh, I'd like to do Club Chrome because I saw some great shows there when I was a kid. Uh, the the VFW and Brick, the Brick Mac. Um, uh, there's a there's so many places. Uh, uh, what is it? Think Tank, uh, America. I'm I'm uh, yeah yeah yeah. Uh, America, that was a great New Brunswick house. Eventually, E Block. Uh, now that they are no more, rest in peace, E Block. Um, yeah, rest in peace. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, what is it? Uh, what is it? But just the, because the, I mean, to me, those, those, all the houses I just listed and stuff, especially like E Block, these are just legendary things that people are going to talk about forever. And I think that giving them, documenting it as well as we possibly can while it's still fresh is the best thing we can do. Because look how not fresh this was. This is uh, almost 20 years, a little less than 20 years ago this happened, and we really could 
we really struggle. It took me months to figure out just this like hour yeah. episode of information, and I really wish that I had some more real facts about the place. Like this specific, They're, like the internet wasn't a thing back then, and yeah. there's probably not much people that we know have things and have stories, but like. It, you can't force them to give you exactly to, and to I understand everything. like hey man if that was a place you owned or worked at or did shows at and you know you it's in your past you don't want to tr- trust anymore that you're on you've moved on in your life that's fine you know like I don't want to disrespect you I, I have no idea what was going on in your life at then you know I, I don't want to talk about seaside <laughs> you know like I hate that yeah. fucking place you know like bro you clearly pump your own gas if you don't fuck with Seaside. Bro. I like... You, you, what is it? No, I definitely <laughs> pump my own gas. Uh, uh, seaside is like a beautiful... It's like... It's like a... Seaside is like a chick that is hot yeah. but is not hot yeah. at the same time. Like she's kind of gross but like you're like... Jackie, but like, you're like I'm but kinda... you're like I'm weirdly... You're like I'm weirdly into this like snaggletooth like, yeah. like weirdly sexy bitch. Like she's just something weirdly sexy about her but it's like you know it's fucked up and you don't want to admit that you're like find it hot but you're like you know if you said this somebody you're like yo she's hot. They'd be like what is wrong with you bro? Like she has a problem man. Like... Girl smokes crack, like mad crack, you know, like, you know, like, there's just like a problem in every way, but you're just like, I don't know, it seems appealing. <laughs> like, that's what, that's what Seaside is. I just got a very fun memory because I spent prom night there. Prom that's what actually. everybody does. That was, bam, yo, I was wasted, like 17 or some shit, just on the boardwalk, just yelling I love- how drunk I am. Like, around cops, and they're just like, ah, fucking, like, drunk kids. Because it's seaside, and they're like, we have better drunk, yeah, drunker like, people to yeah, deal with. Yeah. It's like, you are the, like, drunk 17-year-old kid is, like, a good day. Yeah. You know, like, that's an easy day for them. They have, like, grilled-up gorillas. Yeah. All right, like, greased-up gorillas fueled on tequila and testosterone and, like, vitamin B fist fighting over some rancid ass chick alright like that's not you don't want to get in the middle of two heated men like that gorilla men you know they do all mad, mad gorillas down there they punch right? the yo they should teach the Jersey Shore in fucking public school yo but like, you know what's sad about Jersey Shore is it's not that far off from Seaside it's like no. a little no. off <laughs> but, you know, but you know, well, I wish Seaside had some good venues. Maybe they do, and we'll find out about they have them. Good and we'll cover clubs, them. apparently, but I'm not club goer. So. The only place that's good in that whole town is Riggers. Riggers is great. They got a pool table. You could totally get stabbed or shot there. <laughs> there are mad juggalos at the bar at all times. <laughs> it's a fucking sick place. That's the shit with the the rum. Hepatitis no? was born there. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Is there anything else we want to cover before uh, we get too far off track now that we're at an hour? Not that I can no. Everybody else? All right. Well, I just want to thank all of our sources again and uh, for giving me information and, uh, recite- and uh, responding to my emails. I want to thank... Special thanks to Sarah, our yeah. research assistant. Thank you for on. including me. Yes. Uh, <laughs> uh, what is it? Thank you always to Joe and Kyle for being part of this. And th- and please, thank you to, uh, to thank you for listening. Uh, if you like, yeah, list off the people again. Once yep. again, shout out Vintage Asbury Park, www.side-o-lamb.com, Tunnel of Laughs with two F. Uh... Lvision, E-L-V-I-S-I-O-N dot com slash tunnel of L-A-F-F-S 
slash main.html operated by iRide, the international dark ride and funhouse organization. Shout out all the people listed in no particular order. Tyler White, Bob Macon, Sarah Malberry, Derek Rinaldi, Daryl Patron, Sean Christian Zappo, Chaz Piancone, Joe Polito, and Swank. Yeah, thanks everybody. Uh, thanks again for listening. Uh, we'll be back next time. I think the next episode will hopefully be our Mad Libs uh, recordings. So we got into a little technical difficulty Should and we're working that out right now. All right, see you guys next time. Thanks again. Bye. Peace.